Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This is the stinking truth. Well, you'll have to forgive Chief Fan because they're probably not really thinking about the, the, the Broncos right now. They're probably a little bit too concerned with the idea that the NFL is out to get them. Oh, my gosh. All right, boy. where do you come down on the whole Kadarius Tony? Poor Chief Fan. Controversy. Controversy. Um, don't line up offsides. Ah, okay. Ask for help. Hey, listen, is it a ticky-tack foul? Yep. It is. Did you benefit from a ticky-tack foul at the Super Bowl when they called holding? <laughs> too soon. Is that too soon? Too soon. Yeah, you benefited from that, right? That yeah. wasn't a problem. Is it ticky tech? Yep, it is. And I, for one, am here for it because I can't stand the Chiefs. So it makes me happy. I'm glad they got called. By the way, I mean, you could have called, you could have called illegal formation every play. Their right tackle is never, and you don't have to be all the way on the ball, but your helmet is supposed to break the plane of the belt line of the center, the hip of the center. I mean, he the, he's literally that far. In a legal formation, I know when you're you're given a little leeway if you're not in a three point stance, you're in a two point stance, and all that stuff, Mike. But the bottom line is, they could call ticky tack fouls all day long, and you know Andy Reid crying about not getting a warning and like, quit crying, quit crying. The run is over. Chiefs dynasty <laughs> oh, is geez. done. Not yet. The Chiefs not dynasty yet. is done. Not done yet. So basically, what you're saying is, to Chief fan. Yeah, you got screwed. It was a ticky-tack call, but shame on you for complaining about it, seeing as how much you've benefited from favorable calls over the last few years. That basically your yeah, message? Yeah, and yeah. Kadarius Tony. I mean, Kadarius Tony. right now, he's got the drop in game one against Detroit that turned into an interception by Brian Branch for pick six, and now you've got this that eliminated that touch. You've given the other team a touchdown, and you've eliminated <laughs> one of your own touchdowns. At some point, you got to move on from Kadarius Tony. I mean, all that talent, all that talent. What is it? What was the uh, what was the quote from uh, um, the baseball movie uh, Durham? Bull Durham. Burl Durham. You know, a million dollar arm and a ten cent head. Yep. 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 Well, there you go. That's him. It was a hell of a play, though. It's a great play. Great play. It was a great play. That that. That's next level field awareness, isn't it? Right. By Kelsey. By the way, I loved I loved the fact that uh, they were complaining about like Patrick Mahomes was complaining about uh, NFL took away one of the great plays we ever have seen in the 
You know, and I love. He goes, "Well, we're here. The fans want to see these great plays." And then we took that great play away. And I saw it. It was great. It was, it was a great play. Freaking phenomenal. Oh, awesome play. I mean, you were off sides, but yeah, it was phenomenal. Wait, look at. I have not been deprived of watching that great play. <laughs> that great play happened. It'll I live saw it. Yeah, I, lo- I loved it. I loved the. It. You know what? That for me was winner, winner, chicken dinner. Yeah. That was like it, I saw the great play, yeah. and the Chiefs got a touchdown, <laughs> take it off the board. Two things happened. This is. Yeah. You just, every week, you just, I, I know you don't, well, maybe you do mean to do it, but you just, you just alienate and piss off a whole new fan base every single week. Yeah. Well, it's, I mean, it's what I do. Yeah. Do you think it's time for Travis Kelsey? Eagle fans. I'm at it. Mark Schlereth. Chief fans. Hold my beer. Yeah. Uh, hey, uh, do you think it's time for, tra- for the, the betterment of this team? Shouldn't Travis Kelsey dump Taylor Swift? Starting to kind of, I'm starting to get Yoko Ono vibes. Yeah. I really am. Yeah. Yep. I really am. Telling you what, <laughs> they'll break up a band. Women. <laughs> they'll break up the band. They'll break up the band. I'm telling you, it's time for Travis Kelsey to quit being so selfish uh, and dump that girl. All, all, all the, the controversy over the call aside, there there are some issues going on with Kansas City. They're, hmm. They do not look right. No. So is this just a... A spell they're going through, or are they in real? No, they're trouble? In, they're in real trouble because you know, I mean, it, there's one guy that I think Mahomes really trusts, and and that diet guy is Kelsey. Although Rice is a guy that I think he's developing trust with too. But I, you know, I saw pressure by the Bills. I saw sacks. I saw like like things that Mahomes could always get out of. They're not they're not getting out of it. Why? Because they're not getting open down the field as as easily as they used to get open down the field. So there's less options when you do scramble, when things do break down to move around and, you know, make a play. And so, yeah, I think those things are, I think those things are legitimate. I think those things are real. And, you know, right now they're struggling a little bit. So a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about Miami and Dallas as being kind of the mirror images of each other in the NFC, mm-hmm. AFC, two teams that have shown that they can, beat up on the weak sisters, but still questions about whether yeah. or not that they can really deliver in the big games, kind of the mirror opposites of each other. Is Green Bay and Buffalo the mirror images in the NFC, AFC, as far as if they get in to the playoffs, sure, they become really dangerous. You know, the, the wild card team that maybe nobody wants to right. play. Yeah. Did Buffalo just prove that with this performance? Yeah, and I think there's, I think there is not only are, are the Buffalo Bills super talented. We've said from day one that it just seems to be something that felt like it was wrong with Buffalo. Um, but if you can rally and you can put together, string together wins late and have momentum rolling into the playoffs, you become a very dangerous football team. And you're going to roll in there as a wild card too. So you're going to have to roll in as a wild card and. Just stay right on your playoff, you know, push. Um, and that can be a very, you know, I mean, I've, I've, I've had the opportunity to win a Super Bowl as a wild card. And, you know, you get playing good at the end of the season, man. It's almost like we don't want the buy. We don't want that buy. We just want to keep on rolling. Right. And you get that us against the world mentality because, you know, more often than not, you got to go on the road to, you know, to play these games. At least the divisional and the and the championship game, you had to go on the road. I know here in Denver, we played one at home, wild card weekend at home, and then we you know went on the road to Kansas City, to Pittsburgh, and um, 
and you know, so those are those are things where you have that momentum and you're playing you're playing for your life every single weekend. So by the time you get to the playoffs, it feels normal to be playing for your life. Mm-hmm. Right? That you know, hey man, we drop one, we're most likely out. If, if that's how you've been playing, if you're Denver, if you're Green Bay, if you're, you know, if you're the Bills, that's how you're playing right now every single weekend. Not not the Bills early in the season, but when they dropped all those games, you know, that that's so that's the, your your mindset just changes and you become comfortable in that mindset. Two words. <clears throat> Joe Flacco. What the heck's happening here? Yeah. Dude's slinging it around. Yeah, he's, Joe Flacco can play in the right in the right like it's you want to talk about the confluence of like the the perfect storm. You've got a standard old school West Coast. Let's get into two backs. Let's play with a fullback. Let's play with multiple tight ends. Let's condense formations. Let's run the football. Let's set up our hard play action. We'll return our back to the defense. Then we pop back up and we've got some one on one stuff, single high safety stuff. Like it's this perfect confluence of scheme with old school quarterback meshing together and they fit perfectly. And uh, Joe Flacco, arm talent-wise, has never been a question. Joe can throw it. Um, But it's just, you know, it's almost this morphing of the new offensive – the new offensive – I almost went total Nick Sariani. We're going to have systems. Where it's, you know, all this shotgun, all this no huddle, all this no back empty, all this, you know, zone read stuff that Flacco, frankly – that's not who he is. So you've got Kevin Stefanski has put together an old school run first, hard nose. You know, we play we play out of base. Like back in the day, in my day, everything like everything was out of base, right? It was it was you had a fullback, you had a tailback, you had a tight end, and you had two wideouts, right? Base, base, base. Every now and again you go, Tiger, Tiger. Tiger is two tight ends and one back, you know? <laughs> and so you you would switch that. Very rarely did you go, did you go zebra, zebra, which was nickel, which was three wide receivers, yeah. one tight end, and one back. But you know, zebra was only like you only got into zebra on third down and seven plus. Like you were hoping never to get into zebra. Now the whole game is played out yeah. of zebra, right? And so what's um, four wideouts out there? What's uh, that? Well, five was Cinco. Cinco. Five was Cinco. So how do you Cinco. go from zebra four. to? Yeah, what do we call four? What about four? What do we call four? Panda? Four wideouts. Jaguar? Yeah. Leopard? Puma. Z- Puma. Puma. <laughs> Puma. I don't, I don't remember what what four was. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. Who needs Joe Burrow? Who needs Joe Burrow when you got Jake Browning? Three starts. Won the last two. He's averaging 285 yards passing per game, completing 75% of his passes, and the last two wins, four touchdowns and two picks. Yeah. Uh, since, since he's hot again, right? Just, now all of a sudden, maybe they need to go into that conversation about wild card teams that you're going to be yeah. worried about playing. Yeah, well, right now they're playing great. And I've told you, man, I really like them defensively. I think they can pressure the quarterback. They play. They're very uh, They're very multiple in the way they play. They do a lot of different things, uh, give you a lot of different looks. Um, but they're really good about 
being sound in all those different things that they play. Uh, Lou Anarumo is, I think, is a really good coordinator. Um, and so, yeah, and then they're running the football a little bit more effectively. They're making big plays in the passing game. They did that yesterday once again. Um, yeah, he, he's playing really playing really good football. And I think they're doing, I mean, I'll tell you what, they're, they're a fun team to watch. Yeah, they're another one of those teams that is just going to keep pushing here and probably be a wild card berth. Finally, every week it seems like in the NFL we get a result that just leaves us scratching our heads, right? Okay. How do you explain Houston and the Jets? Well, you know, we had the benefit of watching Houston beat the Broncos, and there were so many points left on the board last week. I mean, from Russell Wilson not finding wide-open receivers to not getting off of reads, um, there were so many big plays left on the football field. And you're like, if you could just execute these big plays at the quarterback position, got like legitimately walked out of that game or walked away from that game studying the coach's tape going, they left. They should have scored minimum. Denver should have scored minimum 35 to 40 points. In that game, there were so many holes on that defense in the passing game, and the Jets exploited it. The, the Jets took advantage of those same things that happened. Now, obviously, they knocked out the quarterback, C.J. Stroud. Um, you know, he, he was he had to leave the game, um, so that never helps you. But yeah, I think I think Houston. Um, I think at the very least, you know, you can say whatever you want about the Houston Texans, and they've had an unbelievable season. But I think that defense was exposed in that Denver game. And then when you get the fact that, you know, your quarterback is playing at such a high level, making so many plays, you know, not only the big plays he makes in the passing game, scrambling around, making some, a few big plays that way too, but the plays he chooses to throw the ball away. Those things are big. Those things are big time decisions that most, it might, I mean, most veteran quarterbacks struggle with that stuff. And he has been, he's been great. So, um, yeah, I think there's some holes in the passing game of the Houston Texans defense. Uh, I think that Denver wasn't able to take advantage of it because I just think of a lot of poor decisions and poor throws. Um, and the Jets and Zach Wilson, it, he made those throws. And there are hundreds of thousands of moms who called in sick to work today after that big victory by Zach Wilson. They uh, they couldn't make it in. They could not. Exhausted. Exhausted. Absolutely. By the way, fist bump. 3-0, both of us, with mm. our uh, picks last week. Yeah, we did not do a second podcast like we normally yeah. do, but you and I got together and made our picks anyhow. Yep. Uh, we will reveal them um, on uh, on the next podcast. Yeah. So, yeah, we... Uh, nice job. Well, thank you, buddy. Thank so you. That you, you yeah, makes us you a maintain, little bit... You my half-game lead. Your half-game lead, man. It's the all-important all important loss all call. Important. I keep you, telling you about the loss me call. about the loss call. I have. Yeah. I have. Uh, hey, stay tuned next week because we'll put down another podcast, Week 15, kind of preview the games, talk a little bit about what's going on in the league as well. Also, we'll do our Leftovers podcast uh, a little later in the week as well as I just called Chicago at Detroit. And Chicago, hey, don't look now or don't speak now, but Chicago's another one of those teams if they really feel like they can win out, and if they can win out, maybe save Matt Eberflus's job, maybe save, uh, you know, maybe they decide not to go away from Justin Fields. I don't know. There's a lot that's of stuff going on. That's the question I can't wait to ask you after being around the Bears because that's, yeah. that's a question that 
not only Bears fans want to know the answer, I think a lot of NFL fans are curious. What's the future hold right. for Justin Fields, especially if the Bears are going to have that number one overall pick? Yeah, it'll be really, really interesting.